that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with it. Party at the bodega. It's your man Ben's Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing? I like how I do that. Party at the bodega. Rolling dice for that paper. Wake up. Those are my rapping days, but now I'm a grown man. Can't rap no more. I gave it up. Everybody had a dream to be something when there was like a young kid, but. I wish I ain't never wasted my time on that, though. But at least I kept it constructive. At least I didn't run the streets and act like a menace to society. I didn't do that. I contributed. All right, this is your man Ben's Pharrell thinking out loud. There's a cook shortage at an army post. Shutters um, some mess halls, leaving hungry soldiers to scramble. All right? This is Fort Cavazos. Cavazos, Fort Cavazos, that's like the new name. The name that I really know is Fort Hood, so they changed it to Fort Cavazos. Cavazos, I don't know if I'm saying it right. But anyway, it, it was Fort Hood. I know Fort Hood. I even was, I was also, um, uh, I was also, how you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? I was assigned to that post in my military days, you know? I don't know why they changed the name. Maybe because Fort Hood has such bad uh, incidents attached to it. So they're trying to revitalize Fort Hood. And I guess by start, I guess by first starting by changing the name to Fort Cavazos. That is silly to me. An army installation in Texas has been struggling to put food on the table for its soldiers for months as the base faces a shortage of cook staff and its dining facilities. Fort Cavazos, previously known as Fort Hood, has struggled to provide its junior enlisted troops with meals for months. With the base only opening two of its ten major dining facilities for much of the summer and with limited times, according to the reports by news sources. According to news sources, the base have faced a shortage of cooks to man the dining facilities around base, with many Army cooks either on deployment or away for field training. Soldiers who depend on the dining facilities to eat have also faced confusing and conflicting opening schedules for the facilities as base officials attempt to move personnel around to staff the food services building. All right. So, Fort Cavazos, previously known as Fort Hood, has struggled to provide its junior enlisted troops with meals for months, with the base only opening two of its 10 major dining facilities, two of its major 10 dining facilities for much of the summer and with limited time. All right, the schedules be like conflicting and then it'll be small amounts of time. Some of the dining facilities have only been open during limited times, forcing some soldiers to drive a long distance across one of the military's largest installations in attempt to get food. For months, one dining facility was open, and it was 
uh, more than 30 minute drive for my soldiers, a non-commissioned officer who anonymously spoke to news sources. All the soldiers were going to that one particularly. It's unimaginable during the workday. Many army cooks have been pulled off the base for a rotation at the NTC, National Training Center. And if you're if you was a soldier or if you are a soldier, you know what NTC is. All right. There's one in Nevada. I think there's another one in uh I know about the one in Nevada, and there's another one in, uh, I believe, there's one in New Mexico. And for, and the, the, so there was rotating around NTC and for support of a cadet exercise at Fort Knox, Kentucky, further straining the Fort Cavazos facilities, according to news reports. Fort Cavazos is Fort Hood, guys, for anybody that's listening to me right now. I have to say Fort Hood because so Fort Cavazos is something new that popped out. Nobody don't know about that. <clears throat> Making matters more difficult, many junior enlisted soldiers do not have vehicles, and there has been limited shuttle service options available to get those members to the facilities. Two of the installation's dining facilities have been reopened in the past week, according to a report, potentially providing some relief to soldiers facing packed facilities and logistical hurdles. The report comes as the military has continued to battle its worst recruiting crisis in over 50 years, with the Army being the branch hardest hit by the shortfall falling at 15,000 recruits short of hitting this goal in the fiscal year of 2022. While Army leaders, including Army Secretary Christian Wormuth, have expressed optimism that the branch has turned the tide this fiscal year, it is still expected to come well short of meeting its goals again ahead of September 30th, the last day of the fiscal year 2023. While it's unclear of the cook shortage at Fort Cavazos, it is related to the recruiting issues. It's not clear if it's related to recruiting issues. Army leaders have made improvement, improving dining facilities a key focus, raising the quality of life for the troops, an issue that could help to alleviate some of the recruiting shortfall. And right for the time being, Army officials are considering a plan to allow soldiers to use meal cards typically used at official dining facilities at on-post military restaurants such as Panera and Cordoba. Or Cordoba. That idea is currently being piloted at Fort Drum, New York, according to news, news sources. Reached out for comment by news sources, an Army spokesperson said the issue, the issues experienced at Fort Cavazos stem from combat training center rotations, operational deployments around the world, facility renovations, and support to cadet summer training at Fort Knox, Kentucky, 
Fort Cavazos was limited to running two warrior restaurants restaurants during the month of July. However, the spokesperson stressed that the dining facilities available through July did not reach capacity and were well stocked throughout the month. Since August 1st, Fort Cavazos, which is Fort Hood, has reopened multiple warrior restaurants on base. There are currently five open facilities. All right, we take the health and welfare of our soldiers seriously and making sure our soldiers have the sustenance necessary to them is a top priority. The spokesperson stated flyers and posters were placed throughout units, areas, barracks, and, it, and at all dining facilities to inform soldiers of the changes for the summer. As our operational demands shift, the available of dining facilities will also be adjusted to meet the needs of our soldiers. Earlier this month, the Commanding General established an installation-level food service board to ensure the best use of food service resources in support of our soldiers. As of August 1st, two of the largest dining facilities have reopened. All right. So, you know, basically this article right here is basically um, aiming at the shortfall of the recruiting crisis. This is what this article was talking about, talking about they got a shortage staff of cooks in the damn Fort Hood base. It's really talking about the shortfall or they haven't met their recruiting standards because of not, there's not a lot of people joining in the military. They have like an issue with that. So that right there highlighted with Fort Hood talking about they trying to make sure that the soldiers get the sustenance they need. It's not a big issue, all right? And the Fort Hood installation, I know it like the back of my hand, all right? So if they only have two facilities open, um, them soldiers will be all right. Well, the only thing is the new recruits don't have vehicles, but uh, they can get a vehicle if they really wanted to, all right? So it's not that big of a deal. This article is only aiming at one specific um, situation, uh, and that situation is the military, the U.S. military, it has not met their required goals in recruiting new cadets for the military. That's all this is. is. I promise you that's what it is. All right? I promise you. Let me jump on to another doggone article. Let's see what's going on in America. Let's see what's going on around the world. This is your man Ben Sparrow with Thinking Out Loud. Let's get to it. FBI agent kills a man in Utah who allegedly threatened Biden. An FBI agent have killed a man who allegedly made threats against the president, Biden, on social media. Federal law enforcement source, uh, sources told news sources that Craig Robertson, or Robertson was killed while FBI agents attempted to serve an arrest and search warrant at a house in Provo, Utah, Utah on Wednesday at around 6.15 in the morning. Prosecutors allege that Robertson posted the following on social media. I hear Biden is coming to Utah, digging out my old gill suit. 
and cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. Welcome, buffoon in chief. All right, a spokesperson for the FBI told news sources the agency is investigating the incident. The FBI is reviewing an agent-involved shooting which occurred around 6.15 in the morning on Wednesday, August 9th, uh, 2023 in Provo, Utah. The incident began when special agents attempted to serve arrests and search warrants at a residence. The subject is deceased. The FBI takes all shooting incidents involving our agents or task force members seriously. In accordance with FBI policy, the shooting incident is under review by the FBI's inspection division. As this is an ongoing matter, we have no further details to provide, the spokesperson stated. A complaint filed by the prosecutors on Monday in U.S. District Court, Utah District, states that Robinson was being charged with interstate threats, influencing, impeding, and retaliating against federal law enforcement officers by threat and threats against the president. Federal prosecutors allege that Robinson threatened on social media to kill Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Other posts allegedly made by Robinson, according to prosecutors, show his intent to kill at a min, uh, minimum District Attorney Bragg and President Joe Biden. His social media posts included alleged threats against other politicians, such as California Governor Gavin Newsom. In a court filing, an FBI agent said Robinson appeared to own a sniper rifle and a ghillie suit, in addition to numerous other firearms. A spokesperson for the U.S. Secret Service addressed the incident on X, formerly known as Twitter. All right. We are aware of the FBI investigation involving an individual in Utah who has exhibited threats towards a Secret Service protectee. While we always remain in close coordination with the barrel, this is an FBI-led effort and we refer any related questions to the FBI and the Department of Justice, the spokesperson uh, wrote. Damn. What the hell is going on in America? All right. Robinson posted the following on social media. He said, I hear Biden is coming to Utah, digging out my old ghillie suit and cleaning the dust off my M24 sniper rifle. Goddamn buffoon in chief. That's what he had wrote. You know, the agents, the FBI, the bureaucrats served him a warrant, a search warrant to his house and stuff. And I guess a confrontation ensued, and they end up shooting the guy. All right. So let me see what else they got. Uh, it wasn't a skirmish, but it was more like a. Uh, there's a whole bunch of news here today. It wasn't a skirmish. It was more like a. Uh, they killed the dude, though. I guess. So I'm probably going to have to wait for some more updates. All right. There's another one right here. Teen arrested in viral subway attack on family of tourists. 
A teenage girl was arrested on an assault charge after footage of her attack on a Nevada family riding the New York City subway while on vacation went viral last week, police stated. The 16-year-old, whom the New York Police Department has not named due to her age, turned herself in around 9.45 in the morning Tuesday to the 6th Precinct in Manhattan, close to the scene of Thursday's West 4th Street Station beatdown. The teen was charged with two felony counts of assault. The NYPD told news sources video captured the teen battering a 50-year-old Sue Young in front of her husband and an 11-year-old twin daughters in hurling racial epithets at the unsuspected Asian tourists, according to news sources. All right, video captured the teen battering a 50-year-old Sue Young, right, in front of her husband and 11-year-old twin daughters in hurling racial epithets at the unsuspected Asian tourists. Uh, Young, a retired doctor, told the outlet the news sources that her attacker and two other teen girls began pointing and laughing at her family from across the subway train. Young said that her attempts to laugh with them to stifle their jeering escalated the harassment to insults and threats and ultimately violent assaults. The girl in the white t-shirt, she started grabbing my hair. We were grabbing at each other. Young told news sources, I buried my face to block at my daughters, saw them pin me to the ground, and that's and that's why I have all these bruises. All right, so she said she started grabbing my hair. We were grabbing on each other, and then she buried her face to block at my daughters. So, so they pinned me to the ground, and that's why I have all these bruises. Young glasses. Uh, were knocked off her face and smashed. Miss Young glasses were knocked off her face and smashed, according to New York uh, to New York Post. And her arm was badly bruised after it got caught between two handrails during the struggle. The teen then shifted her attention to the filming bystander, grabbing her body hair and punching her three times. Damn, this girl was off the chain, like. She was like a, 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 a Tasmanian devil. She was attacking anybody. When I started to film, one of the teens decked me in the head, the bystander told news sources. I know martial arts, so I knew how to deflect to take the blow. Young thanked other subway riders who got up from their seats to form a physical barrier between her family and the attackers. The three teens fled when the train pulled into the Broadway Lafayette station, police stated. Initially, the New York Police Department said that their hate crimes unit was investigating the assault. However, Young told news sources she does not believe her family was targeted due to their race. Uh, these are very young girls. The Nevada woman told news sources somebody or something or some circumstances had made a big impression on them. Whether it's a historical pressure, so, so, societal pressure, or social pressure, 
It just seems like it's a more underlying issue that we as a society and as a community need to hold everybody accountable, not just law enforcement. Young's husband, Miss Young's husband, called the girls uneducated in a, uh, in a NBC's clip and added that the couple certainly isn't trying to even the score against black people. However, he said the girls need to understand that there's accountability. I don't know why those little young girls were messing with people in the first place. Uh, the NYPD did not disclose whether they were searching for the other two girls that were involved, telling news sources that police are still determining whether the other individuals played a part in it in their ongoing investigation. Yeah, so a little teen girl, a teenager girl was arrested on an assault charge after footage of her attack on a Nevada family riding the New York City subway while on vacation. That went viral last week. The 16-year-old whom the New York Police Department has not named due to her age turned herself in around 9.45 in the morning Tuesday to the 6th Precinct in Manhattan. All right, so the, the video captured the teen battering the 51-year-old Miss Yu, Sue Young in front of her husband and 11-year-old twin daughters, all right? There was two little girls there, too, 11-year-old, and hurling racial epithets at the unsuspected Asian tourists. See, uh, uh, uh. Young is a retired doctor, told out told the news sources that her attacker and two other teen girls began pointing and laughing at her family from across the subway train. Young said that her attempt to laugh with them to stifle their jeering escalated the harassment to insults and threats and ultimately violent assaults. The girl in the white t-shirt that you see on the goddamn viral video clip she started grabbing my hair. We were grabbing at each other. Young told news sources, I buried my face to block at my daughters. So saw them. Then they saw them pin me to the ground. And that's why I have all the, that's why she had all of those bruises. But I don't know what's up with these um, young girls. I don't know why they did that. That, that was extremely silly. They shouldn't have never did nothing like that. Well, I don't know what's wrong with these children nowadays. They're doing too much. All right? Too doggone much. Let me see what else they got on the news. China slides into deflation and potentially worrying sign for global economy. I don't want to do politics right now. All right? So what else they got? Women sues hospital after baby allegedly decapitated during delivery. Ooh, that's scary. Teacher who joked about killing white man and bragged she wouldn't be fired learns lesson. Uh, there's a racial tension in this country. That's one thing I'm starting to realize. All right. Ex-NFL star sentenced in high-speed drunk driving incident that killed a woman. I think he got sentenced and stuff. 
probably going to end it right here. Woman accused of plotting husband's murder in Bahamas goes to court. Let me see. That's kind of interesting. A Georgia woman accused of plotting an ex-football player husband's murder with Bahamian lover released on bail. A Georgia mom of three accused of plotting to murder her estranged husband, a former Auburn University football player, was released on bail Wednesday afternoon after appearing in a Nassau, Bahamas courtroom with her alleged lover she is accused of conspiring with. Lindsay Shiver, 36 years old, is accused of planning her husband's murder with help from her Bahamian Boo, 28-year-old Terrence Bethel, an accused 29-year-old Hitman Farron Newbold Jr. All right, so, oh, snap, what's the name? Um, Kai Kinnett is live right now. I just got the damn, what's the name? Let me see what he's talking about. But hold up, let me finish this right here. Lindsay Shiver, all right, 36-year-old, is accused of planning her husband's murder with help from a Bahamian boo, 28-year-old Terrence Bethel, and accused of 29-year-old hitman Farron Newbold Jr. Shiver and Bethel sat next to each other in court, smiling and whispering to each other throughout the Wednesday's bell hearing, according to news sources. The former Alabama beauty queen was ordered was ordered held on bond for $100,000, which Robert Shiver, 38-year-old, apparently agreed to pay. The former football player responded, no comment, when reached by phone last week. Lindsey Shiver, Bethel, and Mr. Newbo were all arrested July 21st in Abaco, Bahamas, and shipped to Nassau, after police uncovered the alleged scheme and WhatsApp app messages on the phone of a suspected burglar at Grabber's Bar and Grill on Great Ghana K. All right. As the Bahamas Court News reported at the time, Lindsay attorney in the Bahamas, Ian Cargill, did not immediately respond to an inquiry from news sources. The three suspects were being held at the Fox Hill Prison, the only detention center in the Bahamas, before their respective releases, according to the news sources. Lindsay Shiver must wear a GPS ankle monitor and remain on the island, where she and her husband regularly vacation at their home with their three sons as part of her bail agreement. Her passport was also revoked. Bethel and Newbow were each granted $20,000 bail and will also have to wear an ankle tracking device. The trio will have to sign in three times a week at the Marsh Harbor Police Station. When reporters asked Shiver, who appeared Tuesday in casual clothes and flip-flops outside the Nassau Courthouse, she shook her head and mouth no, according to the Post. Robin and Lindsay Shiver were in the middle of a complicated divorce involving custody of their children. The $2.5 million mansion in Thomasville, Georgia, they were both living in and used of their private jet when the accusations 
against Lindsay unfolded according to the court papers obtained by news sources. All right. Let me say that again. Robert and Lindsay Shiver were in the middle of a complicated divorce involving custody of their children. All right. So the $2.5 million mansion in Thomasville, Georgia, they were both living in and use of their private jet when the accusations against Lindsay unfolded, according to the court papers obtained by news sources. Robert filed for divorce in April on grounds of adulterous conduct. Lindsay had allegedly, allegedly started an affair with Mr. Bethel while at their vacation home in the Caribbean, according to the Thomasville Times Enterprise news sources. She has denied having an affair while married to her husband and accused Robert of physical and mental abuse. Lindsay Shiver was scheduled to be deposed. She's, she was scheduled to have a deposition in their divorce on July 18th, shortly before her arrest. But the hearing was pushed back to October 31st, court records showed. All right, so this is a rich family with rich people problems. And I guess they're going to have updates on this. I'm looking at the pictures of uh, of Lindsay Shiver and her husband. Let me see. Lindsay, and what's her, what's her husband's name again? I don't know. Must wait and remain on the island where she and her husband regularly vacation at their home with their three sons. That's why was, oh, they ain't even want to tell me. But I see. I'm looking at a picture. All right. Poses with their children during the game at Auburn University where both attended college. Lindsay and Robert Shiver on their wedding. Okay. They've been married for a long time. They've been married since college. Since they both, I think they both went to Auburn. They've been married for a while. Uh, looks like, yeah, looks like Robert Shiver, um, he works for some organization. He probably worked for like a NFL organization or something because he got a lot of money, obviously. It's, I'm looking through all of the pictures. It looked like he got like a good job and stuff. He got three kids with this lady. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully they both sorted out with a conversation or something. Like Marriage is... That word marriage is a scary thing to me because you don't know what it is. You don't know what you're going to get yourself into. But anyway, this is your man Benz Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benji. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. I'm sorry, excuse me. B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. All right, Box Benji. And you can use that same name to follow me on Instagram, Box Benji, and then you could go on TikTok where I'm active on. That is underscore Murder Envy. That is underscore M-U-R-D-E-R-E-N-V as in Victor, I-I, Murder Envy. All right, holla at your man. You can leave a comment. I'm going to respond to you no matter what. Probably got too many people hitting me at all at once, but I'm going to try to respond to you. All right, so this is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Benz Pharrell. Peace. Home tonight, yeah. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm home tonight.
nice. Gonna turn it up, please. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega.